When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Forever. Dog. I used to think that this was my town. What a stupid thing to think. I hear you biting off a brain now. I myself am on the brain. I used to want to be a real man. I don't know what that even means. Now I just want you in my arms again. And we can search each other's dreams. What's up, 3Bs? What's up, Diamond Dogs? What's up, Athletic Gerbils? It's Rhea Butcher here, host of this podcast, Three Swings. It's a podcast about baseball. And other things. Um, and you know, I'm going to say this week, it's about baseball and other things. Uh, Major League Baseball isn't happening. Doesn't mean the concept of baseball isn't happening. Um, happy to be here today. Happy to be here with you. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody who sent me some Venmo cash. I have uh, paid it forward in some ways of donating some money to certain places. And I also bought some stuff from John Prine, um, from the store from Oh Boy Records, because just wanted to send some thoughts that way. And, uh, you know, keep that guy close. I'm pretty bummed about the loss of John Prine last week. I think I already talked about it, but it's still, it's still on my mind. Um, been reading a lot, been reading all the obituaries and the, he wrote something in no depression a couple years ago that I thought was pretty, pretty great. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm keeping on like you guys are. It's, uh, a real, a real wild ride. I don't know what, I would love to hear what you guys are doing to stay. I don't know, sane on task. It's, it's been interesting. Um, most of my days are not full of work, but then when a day does have work in it, it feels almost overwhelming. Um, I don't know how many zooms you guys are doing, but even just the thought of getting on FaceTime with somebody right now is overwhelming also. And in saying this, I just remembered I was supposed to call my mom. Um, so, you know, I, we're humans and we do the best we can. Um, I bought a tie dye kit, um, and some socks and a couple t-shirts and that I am really looking forward to. I think I'm going to do that on Saturday. So stay glued to my Instagram story for that. Um, and speaking of, you already heard because it was the pre-roll, but this Sunday, myself and my friends Greg and Wayland are going to be uh, watching the 1995 ALDS Game 5 
the game that, quote, saved baseball in Seattle and made Ken Griffey Jr. a superstar. Um, we're going to be watching on either Twitch or YouTube. It's We're leaning towards YouTube right now, but you will know on Saturday exactly where to find that. You can also keep the updates, keep yourself updated updated by going to patreon.com slash three swings. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Should be fun. Um, I was like into it. And then I started thinking about how long it's, I'm going to be sitting in one place for a while. However, I do that anyways when I'm watching baseball, but this is going to be a more, way more active way of watching, I think. Uh, also thinking about getting my hair cut. And I think that means probably just cut it all off. I don't know that, um, it's very easy to do a mullet at home, uh, but we'll find out. Um, what else is up for me? Oh, I've been playing the show a lot. I play it on beginner. I don't care. If you are judging my, me right now, it says a lot more about you than it does about me. <laughs> I am getting better at it, but I'm not going to get any good at it if I play on expert. Because guess what? Not an expert. So I need some time to get used to it. Um, tried to change the pitching to the zone or the hitting to the zone thing. And immediately was like, oh, I need way more practice at this because I've been doing like directional. I don't know. I just started playing how it was set up. Um, but I'm going to finish out my March to October before I change any settings because um, I just figured out how to like hit well with the directional. So I want to finish my March to October. I want to win the World Series as the Cleveland baseball team. And then I will make that jump to zone hitting because it does seem to be how everyone else plays this game. And I was unaware of it. Um, what else is going on for me? Cooking every day. I rode my bike today. I don't know how far I rode. Cause if you're like me, you get your phone out and you open your, like whatever your exercise map is and you forget to hit start workout. And then you get back and you just see a screen that says start workout. And then you realize you don't know how far you rode. It was at least three miles, probably more than that. A lot of hills. And I definitely got up to like 30 miles an hour and that was all downhill. Uh, I ride a fixed gear bike. It's the same bike I've had since 2007. Switched out a lot of components on it. It's a Windsor the Hour, which is just a super cheap bike off of eBay. Uh, you used to be able to get a lot of those bikes. I don't even know if they have them anymore. Um, but I've loved this bike. It's been solid for me. I think I paid $300 for it and I've probably, I've probably put it, uh, 800 into it over almost 10 years, which is a pretty good, that's a, that's a pretty good investment. I, I think I've, I, and I did a, a rudimentary sort of abacus to figure out how many miles I've put on it. It's at least 3000. I've, I've at least put 3000 miles on this bike that I've spent $1,100 on. I think that's a pretty good return. Um, I mean, I've put, I don't know how much money I've put into my car. I, I, I would bet that if we really got down to the nitty gritty of this thing, the granule, if, if you, if you will, which I've been using that word in my everyday, like so much lately, I feel like a hedge fund specialist or something. But um, <laughs> if we got down to it, I bet that my car and my bike would have similar cost to mileage ratios. I have about 124,000 miles on my car. I bought it in 2006. It had 55,000 miles on it. Um, and 
I've put in, I bought it for 7,800. Remember when you could buy a car for 70? I bought a five-year-old car for $7,800, which was an unfathomable amount of money to me at that. I mean, I had to have a loan. I had to co-sign for that loan. I took out a loan to pay the loan and I did not use that loan to pay the loan. Um, if you're like me, you took out student loans to live for most of your life. But it all worked out. I made a big gamble and it worked out. Um, try not to make big gambles like that anymore in my life. Um, yeah, keeping it chill, trying to stay on a meditation practice, even if it's five minutes once a day, that's still something. Even if it's one breath once a day, that's still something. A mindful breath is sometimes enough. Something else that's been helping me get through this is I've upped my gratitude list to twice a day. I do one in the morning after my morning pages, and then I do one at night after my like nightly journal. Um, and that has been really great. On both of those gratitude lists, I always end up with the word enough on there, which is a helpful reminder um, that I have enough for today. And I, now I've got enough for tomorrow, which is good. You know, it's a, a good thing to keep me grounded in the present and not to future trip on how bad it will be or what will happen when I don't have enough. Because right now I do. And if you do, great. I'm glad. And if you don't, reach out. Sometimes it's as easy as that. And if you're having a hard time right now, which I'm sure that you are, um, help is out there. You just have to go for it. You know, that's the thing. That was always the hardest thing in my life before um, before I made some changes. I wasn't able to ask for help. I just was wallowing in self-pity at people and they didn't know what to do. And even if they did help me, it was never, it was never, it's not that it wasn't good enough. It just wasn't the right thing. And then to them that felt like I thought it wasn't good enough. So if you can, you know, like if you're really, really sad, like those things that therapists told me for $5 an hour are true. Go for a walk, put pen to paper, um, sit mindfully for one minute. One minute. Set a timer for one minute. You you will be shocked at how quick it goes by. You will be shocked at how short a minute is. You know, you really you really will. I've been doing a doodle, a one minute doodle a day, and then a haiku a day, and that's been a lot of fun because I feel productive when I do it, and that's a small amount of production. You know, for a large, large return. Um, so I highly recommend those things and I highly recommend this next ad that you're going to please listen to and use. It's actually going to be a helpful one. I promise. All right. We've got notes this week. Some big baseball stuff happening. <laughs> no major league games are happening. No high school games are happening. No college games are happening. No semi-professional, no minor leagues, no nothing, no basketball. I don't, I think I maybe said this, but I'm going to say it again. Right now we have gender parity in sports in that no one is playing them. Our first news item MLB team employees are subjects of a massive nationwide coronavirus antibody study. The source for this one is CNN. 
with the goal to measure the prevalence of the COVID-19 infection among the U.S. population, nearly 10,000 employees within Major League Baseball have volunteered to be part of a nationwide coronavirus antibody study. The Sports Medicine Research and Testing Laboratory, uh, the acronym for that is SMARTL, in conjunction with Stanford University and the University of Southern Carol- California, not Carolina, is conducting this COVID-19 epidemiological, I can epidemiod, epidemi, epidemiological, there it is, study. I'm leaving that in because I want you to know that I'm human. Uh, the, st- the testing volunteers are from the baseball industry, including players, employees, and family members from MLB teams. According to Daniel Eichner, PhD, the president and laboratory director of Smartle, this is the largest and first nationwide study on coronavirus antibody testing. Now, I don't remember the source and I don't have a link, but I do remember seeing something on Twitter about South Korea doing the same thing and isolating the antibodies. Um, So if we can also do it, that's probably going to be very helpful because I doubt that the administration we currently have is going to be open to working with South Korea. Korea on anything. We've got all the way from team owner all the way down to hot dog sales and everything in between, Eichner told CNN in a phone interview Tuesday. That's really important for us as we get a widespread of the general population when we do this study. The subjects received pinprick blood tests. Results, which must be read by a trained professional, are available in minutes. While each individual team physician will oversee their own team's program, the results are anonymous. The data collection is almost complete. The researchers of the study were looking for a geographically diverse group on a quick turnaround. Because of MLB's wide reach around the country, the decision was made to reach out to the league. I wonder if they... I know it only says Major League Baseball, but I wonder if they included Minor League Baseball because all of a sudden Minor League Baseball is important. He later went on to say, it's a fantastic team effort that could not be done outside of this model. If you went to individual counties to try to do this public health initiative for a nationwide study, it would take you a year to set this up. We did this in a few weeks. I know I'm very hard on Major League Baseball as a corporation, but I do have to say that them being willing up and down the chain of this uh, to help stop a major pandemic in our country is... To me, what baseball has always been about, and uh, I have been banging the drum of like you know labor and all kinds of things, and I'm sure there there's some civil rights issues to be uh, brought up in in this, but I do have to say that like just saying yes, enthusiastically saying yes, being like a a good slice of geographical study and just saying, yes, absolutely. We will do this thing. Um, that is what baseball has always been about for me. It's, it's the the thread of the fabric of this country. And it makes complete sense to me that as a corporation, as a company, as an entity, they would step up and do this. Uh, and I'm very grateful that they have, um, that, that is the most important thing. We could not do this study through regular academic channels because it would just take too long. So that is very important. Like we don't have the time. We just don't have the time. The more time it takes, the more people will die. Um, that's just the way that it is. You know, that's just the absolute truth of it. There isn't time to 
that that's why in China and and there's a lot to be said about China. They they were tracking people. They were, but at a certain point, like, what do you do? What do you do? You have to stop the the spread of this thing that you literally cannot see. You're fighting this like invisible this thing that like. But the problem with America is we have American exceptionalism going on with us, and we don't see how we could be affected by things. And we think, oh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. And I say this as a person who has felt that exact way and just been like, wow, it's in there too. It's really in your brain that you think like, well, we're America. We'll be all right. Well, it won't happen to me. So we'll be all right. And like, I just, that's the main thing that I'm taking away from this is like, how do I act that way in my everyday life? I've been talking on this podcast for about a year about treating people with kindness and empathy and understanding, even in your, and, and I mean, that is like a famous quote. If you want world peace, start with smiling at your deli guy. And like most of us are wearing masks now. So how do we, how do we learn to smile at people when you can't see somebody's face? How do you learn to, to just like make the best assumption of someone else? Like I see somebody in a mask and I just go, great. Thank you for doing that. Regardless of what they do. I give a lot of peace signs when people like give me six feet or I give them six feet. I just try to like be as forward and outward with my gratitude as I possibly can, because it's going to go a long way. And it helps me stop thinking how bad everybody is and how I'm doing it perfectly. And no one else is. Cause like, that's going to take me down a terrible road too. So how about not a terrible road? Uh, 30 stars are competing in MLB The Show League, and the source here is MLB.com. Starting this week, some of the league's best players are putting their virtual talents to the test in the first MLB The Show online league. All 30 teams will be represented in MLB The Show Players League, with each of them playing as their respective teams with the 2020 roster. I just got to say, there's a big part of me that is just like, this makes me very happy. It's just like... It's fun. I wish they did this all the time. Um, and maybe they will after this. It's been fun to see little clips of people playing as themselves and as their teammates and talking to their teammates as though it's really them. It's been especially Amir Garrett. He's been very funny. The league will consist of 29 games for each player, one against each of the other participants, and will run for approximately three weeks. The top eight players will then advance to the, quote, postseason. Each game will be three innings, thank God, giving the players an opportunity to play multiple games in one day. I say thank God, not because I think baseball is too long, but because I think playing nine innings of a video game of baseball is so long. I play March to the Show, and they do, like, simulations, and you come in at, like, the the sixth or the seventh or the eighth or something. And even some games I was coming in in the bottom of the ninth, um, one of them to like finish off a perfect game, which I could not do. I haven't been, I think I finished one no hitter by Zach, please Zach, but I could not get Shane Bieber, the, the, the perfect game, which still breaks my heart. But now that I'm in the postseason for March to October, I come in in like the fifth inning and I'm like, Oh my God, like it's taking so long. But man, my Carlos Santana is having a really great season. Uh, he's hit like 46 home runs or something like that. And he already has like three or four home runs in the postseason. I also hit back to back to back to back home runs against the A's. I'm so sorry to the A's. I do love the A's. The A's were the only team that came out against this whole Arizona plan, which we'll get into a little bit later. So these are the teams and these are the players 
it for each uh, division. So for the AL East, we've got Boba Bichette for the Blue Jays, Dwight Smith Jr. for the Orioles, Blake Snell, my man Blake Snell for the Rays. Blake Snell looks like a dude that I would have grown up with in my neighborhood. And if you relate to that, we're great friends. Eduardo Rodriguez for the Red Sox and Tommy Conley of the Yankees. AL Central, Carlos Santana for Cleveland. I believe he has not played a game yet. Uh, Brett Phillips for the Royals, Nico Goodrum for the Tigers, Trevor May for the Twins, and Lucas Giolito for the White Sox. My man, who had a great middle of the season and then just completely tanked. Uh, And then for the AL West, we've got Ty Buttry for the Angels, Lance McCullers for the Astros, Jesus Luzardo for the A's, Carl Edwards Jr. for the Mariners, Joey Gallo for the Rangers. Uh, Didn't realize Carl Edwards Jr. went to the Mariners. Also, in playing the show... I'm learning how many trades I didn't notice, like Cesar Hernandez to Cleveland, uh, and how stacked the Reds are. Like, I honestly think the Reds would be taking the the NL Central right now if men's Major League Baseball was actually happening. And then in the NL East, we've got Luke Jackson for Atlanta, Ryan Stanek for the Marlins, Jeff McNeil for the Mets, Juan Soto for the Nationals. That's fun. And Reese Hoskins for the Phillies. I love Reese Hoskins so much. And for the NL Central, we've got Josh Hader for the Brewers, Matt Carpenter for the Cardinals, Ian Happ for the Cubs, Cole Tucker for the Pirates, and Amir Garrett, my man, for the Cincinnati Reds. And then rounding out the league for the NL West, John Duplantier for the D-backs, Gavin Lux for the Dodgers, Hunter Pence for the Giants, Fernando Tatis Jr. for the Padres, and David Dahl for the Rockies. Uh, So far, Rangers slugger Joey Gallo has been crushing the competition, going 8-0 through the first week. Blue Jays shortstop Bo Bichette is right behind him in second place with a 7-1 record. Major League Baseball, the MLB Players Association, and Sony Interactive Entertainment will donate $5,000 on behalf of each participating player to a Boys and Girls Club affiliate in their team's community. You're wondering how can you watch this? The games are being streamed live on all MLB social channels, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. So I was speaking just a moment ago about uh, the A's, the Oakland A's being the only team that I've seen team like organization all around that has been against um, playing baseball before it is quote safe. Um, And I put it in quotes because a lot of people have a lot of different um, opinions on what safety means, obviously, because they're even floating these ideas, but uh, two major stars came out this last week against the plans. Um, And those two major stars are are Mike Trout and Clayton Kershaw. They see big problems with the MLB Arizona bubble idea. And the source on this one is the comeback. Uh, Last week, we covered the MLB's proposal to have all 30 teams play games at stadiums with no fans in the Phoenix area as early as May. Players would be quarantined at nearby hotels when not playing. This week, two of baseball's best players vocalized their concerns with the Arizona bubble idea. On Wednesday, Mike Trout spoke with Mike Tirico on NBC Sports Lunch Talk Live and said that the Arizona idea has, quote, a lot of red flags and, quote, is pretty crazy. Quote, we can't be sitting in a hotel room just going from the field to the hotel room and not be able to do anything. I think that's pretty crazy, Trout said. Good for him. You know, I, I, good for him. You, <laughs> yes, these guys get to play this 
thing and they get to live out their dream. That does not mean that they get to be quarantined in a hotel alone to just go back and forth between like the field and their and watch. I mean, come on, come on. Can we, I mean, there is a big hole in my heart where baseball fits. And I don't just mean men's major league baseball. I mean, the friendships that I have around men's major league baseball, the memories that I have around men's major league baseball, which right now are being filled pretty well. Like I'm loving how much people are looking back at the game right now. Like the fact that people are open to talking about the steroid era, the way that they are right now. I love it. The fact that Barry Bonds is, I don't know, getting his due. I don't think we could have with baseball happening because everybody would be talking about it. And there would just, Talk, like talking about it on field and they, there would be this need to to diminish it. And like, I, I watched Barry Bonds surpass Hank, I almost said Hank Williams, Hank Aaron. I watched that clip and I, I almost started crying. And just because, and that's what I miss, you know? And I, I'm glad that we have archival footage, obviously. But it isn't the same. And I'm grateful to be seeing all these old clips again. And not just like kind of pass them by because I have a new game to watch where I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, I didn't watch a lot of these games that were particularly picking games. I mean, I haven't watched all these games. I'm a huge baseball fan. That doesn't mean I've seen everything. So there's so much. we Entertainment to me, and this is coming from a person who works in entertainment, is kind of like not a top tier thing right now. I mean, yes, people need entertainment. They need distractions. They need to feel good. I agree. Do we not have like the most entertainment available to us on the planet right now? Please keep subscribing to this podcast. You know what I mean? But like, I just think there are more important things than major league baseball. And it seems like Mike Trout has his head on straight about that. And I'm grateful that he's saying stuff about it because it's just, it's, it's not safe and it's not, you know, I, the president is saying he doesn't want to watch games from 14 years ago and somebody tracked down like the games from 14 years ago was when the Mets lost to the St. Louis Cardinals and somebody tweeted out a photo. He was in the stands. He's standing behind Carlos Beltran, which by the way, I wasn't, super following baseball in 2006. I watched that world series, but I didn't watch any of the championship series. Anybody else think that the fact that Carlos Beltran went down looking with the bases loaded to, to, to not go to the world series had anything to do with the fact that he wanted to find out what pitches were coming. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that 11 years later, he would, absolutely not care and turn a blind eye to the morality of looking at pitches. If you get that embarrassed, if, if that is like, I mean, and now that, and now, and now that he has the trash can thing hanging over his head. And then that is, I mean, it's just, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. It's a bad, bad, bad look. But I also watched that sequence. That's a, that's a hell of a, he got him in his head, you know, and it just wild take a fastball down the middle, foul off a off-speed pitch, and then get buckled on a curveball. Ooh, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. 
Trout also added that his wife is currently pregnant and he isn't going to miss the birth of their first child. What am I going to do when she goes into labor? Am I going to have to quarantine for two weeks after I come back? Because obviously I can't miss that birth of our first child. Trout's comments come after three-time Cy Young winner Clayton Kershaw expressed similar concerns with the idea on Monday. I'm not going to be away from my family and not see them for four and a half months. I'm just not going to do it, Kershaw said in an interview with Sportsnet LA. So good good for both of these guys. I love that they both bring up family, and Trout also brings up the 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 ridiculousness of what it would take just for the players. I mean, I don't expect any of these guys to necessarily... And who knows? I didn't I didn't listen to the interview, but like I don't expect these guys to necessarily always go to the plate for every single level of employment here. But like how many people is it gonna take for just one game? And that's a lot of people, that's a lot of money, that's a lot of resources, which we went over last week. So I don't need to get into all of it. I would also say that something that came to mind is an article I read last postseason. Uh, I actually read it after the World Series, but it was written during the NLDS, I think, um, because Daniel Hudson, a uh, closer reliever for the Nationals, um, was catching a lot of flack from the league. And by the league, I mean ancillary people, color commentators, former players, because he took paternity leave uh, during the postseason And a lot of people quote and fans and stuff were very upset that he did this. And I read, we'll put it in the notes. Um, I read a really great interview and article about Daniel Hudson and like why he did what he did and his belief system behind it. Um, I think he and I maybe differ on some other belief systems. However, I personally these days am trying to find where I have similarities with people as opposed to those differences. Not to say that I then forgive them all of their differences or am absolving anything or signing up for differences. It's just that we got to find the places where we line up in general. I'm not running for president, so I don't have to have like a campaign. What I'm saying is simply this. There are ways that we can learn from each other and start to bend towards each other as opposed to bending further and further apart from each other. And I do believe that sometimes you have to be the one that goes first. So I will, I am trying to practice that in my life. And that's why I give peace signs to people. Um, This whole thing is is a big equalizer, you know, in a lot of ways. We are not all equal. We live in a society that's hierarchical. We live in a classist society. We live in a capitalist society. But there are ways where we are just looking at each other on the street and just trying to get by. Um, and so that's what I hope we can all keep in mind for this next week, this weekend coming up, please, please come watch this first one's going to be free. And then the other ones are going to be behind a paywall for the Patreon, but please come out for that. It's going to be 4 30 PM this Sunday. That's Pacific standard time. We're going to watch that Mariners game from 1995, me and Greg and Wayland. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And I want you to, uh, be on the channel and give us some comments and interact kindly. And uh, let's watch this game together and have a lot of fun. And as always, if you liked it, you liked it. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, 
please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.